الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى We're going to carry on the topic of المدخل إلى علوم القرآن The introduction to the science of Quran Today we're going to speak about Al-Makki wal-Madani Today we're going to speak about Al-Makki wal-Madani The Meccan surahs And the Madanian surahs So we're going to speak about Al-Makki Al-Makki wal-Madani So what does Al-Makki mean? Al-Makki is مَا نَزَلَ قَبْلَ الْهِجْرَةِ There's many statements and views. Makki is anything that came down before the hijrah. مَا نَزَلَ قَبْلَ الْهِجْرَةِ Anything that came down before the hijrah. The reason why we say before the hijrah, even if it came down in other than Makkah, it doesn't have to come down in Mecca. It's as long as it's before the Hijrah. So for example, if the Messenger was in Ta'if, and this is before the Hijrah, he was in Ta'if, remember when he got stoned and pushed out of Ta'if? Quran that came down in Ta'if is called Mecca. Because it came down before the Hijrah. Are you with me, brothers? And anything that came down بعد Hijrah, so ما نزله Anything that came down in what? After the Hijrah. It's considered what? Madanian, even if it came down in Mecca. Are you with me, brothers? Like the ayat that came down in Hajj, Al-Yawm Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum Wa Atmamtu Alaykum Ni'mati Wa Raditu Lakum Al-Islam Deena It came down in Arafah. But what is it called? Madani. Even though it's Mecca and it's in it's called what? Madani. Why? Because it came down after the Hijrah. Are you with me, brothers? So now we understand what it is Makki and Madani. This is the strongest opinion that Makki is anything that came down before the Hijrah and Madani is what came down after? After the Hijrah. Anything that came down after the Hijrah. That's the first point. The first point was today what? To define what Makki means and to define what Madani means. Good. Now we're going to move on to the next one, which is how many surahs in the Quran are Makki and how many surahs in the Quran are Madani? How many surahs are Madaniyah and how many are Makkiyah? The Madani are 20. The Madani are 20. 20 of it is Madaniyah. And the second one is um, Makki is what? 80? 82. And 12 is disputed. 
So we divide it into three. Are you with me, brothers? 82 of them came down in what? Mecca. 20 of it came down in what? And 12 of it is disputed. Is it Mecca or is it Madani? Khilaf. Does that make sense? Benefit. Take this benefit down. Which one is more? Who believes which one? Who's, who put your hand up if you believe Mecca is more? I believe Mecca is more. Who believes Mecca is more? Who believes Madani is more? I also believe Madani is more. Oh yeah, how did that happen? Ah, huh? ah, good. So Mecca is more in numbers of surahs, and Madani are more in size. If you open the Quran now and you look at the twenty that are Mecca Madani, you see it's bigger, it's more thicker than the part that's what the surahs that are Mecca are small. They'll, does that make sense? And this is the justice of Allah Azawajal. And 12 is what? 12 is? It's disputed. Where should we take it? Should we say Mecca? Should we say Madani? Okay, scholars, they dispute, disputed uh, regarding it. So what do we do? We define what Mecca and Madani means. True or false? True? False? Did I define what Mecca and Madani is? We now know what it is, right? Point number two. Did I tell you how much Mecca are and how much are Madani? Did I? Yeah? Good. Point number three. How do we recognize Mecca and how do we know Madani? How do we recognize it? At-tariq ila ma'rifatil Mecca and at-tariq ila ma'rifatil Madani. So the next point is, how do we recognize it? How do you recognize what is Mecca? At-tariqu ila ila ma'rifah ila ma'rifatil Mecca wal Madani. How do we recognize it? Number one, the first way that we recognize it is it's in two ways. First of all, it's in what? It's in two ways. The first one is an-naqlussima'i. The first one is an-naqlu'assama'i. By transmission. Transmission. Transmission is the first way that we know Makki from Madani. Okay? Naql here is transmission. Assama'i is oral transmission. Okay, oral, oral transmission, meaning the companions will say to us that this surah came down here and this one came down, it came down, it came down. وَلِذَلِكَ عَبْدَ اللَّهِ عَبَّاسِ When it came to the ayah, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ حَسْبُكَ اللَّهُ وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ This ayah, what did Ibn Abbas say? He said, نَزَلَ بَعْدَ إِسْلَامِ عُمَرَ After Abu Umar became a Muslim, Allah sent down this ayah, Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu hasbukallahu, Allah is enough for you Muhammad. You and your followers. 
Allah is, is going to take care of you. Look at that. Umar is coming to Islam. Honor for Islam and the Muslims. Are you with me, brothers? When did Umar take Islam? Mecca or Medina? Then we know this ayah is what? We know it's Makki. We know it's what? We know it's Makki. So this is Naqlun Sama'i. So we have an oral transmission uh, for it. Also the ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, بَلِ السَّاعَةُ مَوْعِدُهُمْ وَالسَّاعَةُ أَدْهَا وَأَمَرُ Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said, she said, it came down, and I was with him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It came down, she said. Surah Al-Baqarah, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and Surah Al-Nisa. What did she say? I was with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when it came down. So we know Surah Al-Nisa, and Surah Al-Baqarah, and this ayah, in Surah Al-Qamar, all of them came down in what? In Medina, because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when did he enter onto Aisha in Medina. And then this is naql sama'i, orally. I have a chain, sahabi saying this. I'm a sahabi saying this. The second type in which we can know what is um, uh, the second way to know Mecca from Medani is um, Al-Qiyas Al-Ijtihadi Are you with me brothers? The, the first one that I mentioned which is Al-Naqlu Sama'i The first one Which ones fall into this? The two types that we mentioned before The 82 That were what? That were Mecca And the 20 that were what? Madani. All of those are naql sama'i. We have transmission for that. That's why those are agreed. Like in the 12 that are disputed is all based upon what? Al-Qiyasul Ijtihadi. Scholars are doing independent reasoning. What are they doing? The independent reasoning. They're looking. Ah, oh, how can we know this is? Each one is saying, nah, it follows my guidelines. No, the other one said, no, no, it's not following your guidelines. It's actually follow my guidelines. It's Medani. No, the other one said, no, it's Mecca. I found this and this characteristics in it. Okay? In order to say that it's Mecca. Okay. We're going to now stand over this one. This one we already know. We have sent it for it. We have a chain. We look into it. Mecca and Medani. This 12, what guideline? Did the scholars follow in order to determine it's Mecca or a Medini? Does that make sense? This 12. Does everyone, am I making sense? Yeah? Why does it feel like I'm not? Why do I feel like I'm not making sense? Am I making sense? Okay. How did they, how did they recognize it? Or how did they determine these 12? They follow two, two things. What did they follow? They follow two things. The first one is called Al-Simat Al-Lafdiyah. And the second one is, is Al-Simat Al-Mawbu'iyah. 
What did they follow? Asimatul lafdiyah. They looked at the wordings that are used in Mecca and the wordings that are used in Medina and they made that their distinguishing factor. So simat here means, simat means characteristics, attributes. So they looked at the wordings. What type of wordings, okay, were used in Mecca? And if they see that in an ayah, they say what? Because they already have 20 that are in, uh, in, uh, Madani and they have 82 which is Makki. So they look at the 20 of Makkah that they have, I mean 20 of Medina that they have and they use that as a guideline to identify. And the 82 which is Makkah, they look at the wordings that are used here. For example, let's look at wordings that are known to be used. The word Kalla. The word Kalla. This word Kalla is a known as a in the Suwar al makiyah The word Kalla, it's known in Mecca. It's been used in Mecca. The reason is because they say it's been used as a Zajr and a Tawbikh, rebuking, scolding. And they said this was because of the Mushriki Quraysh. This is the language that was used for Quraysh. Kalla, when you read in the Quran. You find that. So it's Surah Makiyah. The second thing that they mention is Sujud Sajda. The wordings that are mentioned to prostrate. Fasjudu lillahi wa abudun. It's used in what? Mecca. So the second one is. So the word kalla, second one is sujood, at-tilawa, okay, sujood tilawa it's wordings that are used in what? It's Meccan, so they identify that with uh, Mecca. Um, Al-Qasam, promises and oaths that are used, like la uqsimu bihada al-baladi, wal-fajri, والضحان والليلي and all of them are what? They generally what? Al-Qasam. So they looked at these words and they disc- these are Meccan or Madanian, etc. Very good. When we look at words that talk about hudud, hudud meaning capital punishments, um, fara'id, obligatory acts, like this is obligatory, you have to do this action. Mainly sharia legislations, zakat, saum, hajj, things like that. They are generally Madanian. Are you with me, brothers? Nifaq and the munafiqeen. There was no munafiqeen in Mecca. Are you with me, brothers? But Medina, there was munafiqeen. So exposing the munafiqeen and talking about the munafiqeen is in Medina. So these are wordings that they realize what? Simat lafdiyah. This is where the ijtihad is based on. Are you with me, brothers? The second way that they look at it is simat mawdu'iyah. They look at the topic that's been discussed here. Are you with me, brothers? They may not see the word that they're looking for, but they might look at the topic that he's talking about. Simat, simat mawdu'iyah. The overall meaning of this verse. What is it talking about? So, for example, the surahs in Mecca, they talk about mainly what? 
عقيدة They talk about التوحيد إبطال الشرك Speaking about الشرك Idol worshiping um, Believing in the resurrection صحيح That topic and that meaning It's mainly what? Good مدنيا لكن What is it known for? It's known for the topics of ibadah, right? The topics of ibadah that we know. Books of ibadah, what do they deal with? Generally, if you open a, a fiqh book, and you're studying a fiqh book, fiqh book, the scholars, they categorize it into how many? There's different types of taqsimat, but al-ibadat. And then you have al-mu'amalat. And then you have النكاح. and then you have الحدود transaction is معاملات بيوع and stuff like that فقه books are only these four are you with me brothers so you العبادات this is issues pertaining to Medina المعاملات transaction buying and selling Medina that's where Medina came rulings to it نكاح and its rulings Medina all this came about in Medina Al-Hudud, capital punishments and whatnot. All of this came in what? In Medina. Generally speaking. لكن ما يتعلق بالتوحيد والبعث والنشور, resurrection, day of judgment, believing in Allah Taala and etc. This is mainly what? Mainly Mecca. Mainly Mecca. Okay? doesn't mean that it wasn't mentioned in Medina. It was mentioned in Medina. But Medina now, other things have been added on now. Also, Medina, it has, they realized, and there's a dispute whether we should put this into Simat al-Afdiyya or the Simat al-Mawdu'iyya. Medina, if you look at it, the ayat are longer. And in Mecca, the ayat are what? Shorter. I want to take a benefit out of this. Ibn Qayyim, well, he took the benefit out of it, but I want to share it with you. Do you know why Mecca has shorter verses and Medina has longer verses? Because Mecca, the people were eloquent. They were Arabs. They didn't need a lot of kalam. Summarized to the point they understood. Like in Medina, they were not as eloquent as the people of Mecca. So the ayat needed to explain itself more, more, more. And this is something that brings me to the next point, which is, why is it beneficial to learn Makki and Madani? All of these are things that you learn. When you're talking to a group of people who are intellectual and smart, there's a way that you talk to them. And when you're talking to a people who need some things to be broken down and to be made easy and to explain and explain and explain, you learn to do that. This is where they take from Balagha, Muraat Muqtab al-Mukhatab, observing who you're talking to and the person you're discussing with. The Quran teaches you how to talk. It te teaches you how to conduct yourself. Are you with me, brothers? It teaches you, before you speak to this person, find out what is it that they are lacking. What are they lacking? And in marketing, before you go for an interview, right, job, what do you do? You look up the company that's going to give you the job, huh? you learn about it, you see what they are, their history, their about, their, and then when they ask you questions, you say, yeah, I've looked at your company, your revenue is this much, and this is how much you turned over, and the gross profit, and when they see that you've read about them, what happens? Whoa. You know, we're going to give you the job, man. You're a really serious guy. But all of these fawaid, 
are many are found in the Quran and the Sunnah. What did the Prophet say to Mu'ad? Ya Mu'ad, you're going to go to people of the scripture. He told him in advance, be careful. These are not normal people. They are not Amatun Nas. They have a scripture. They have a book. They have a religion. They're going to come with doubts. They're going to come out with arguments. They're going to come out with points. Are you with me, brothers? Learning who you're going to talk to and who you're going to and who you're going to discuss issues with. Well, if a person comes up to you and he asks you a question, your question will be so effective if you try to look at the surroundings and the place that you're at. Are you with me, brothers? Well, like some of the mashayikhs, when they came and visited us in the UK, the first day what they would do is they would ask us about the country and the culture and what is it that people do and how do people spend their time. And Allahi, you saw some of the mashayikh do that. So when they gave the fatwa, they knew where it was, the answer was going. Are you with me? They knew how they were dealing with the issue. Because the fatwa, it revolves around what? To know the waqa that you're dealing with and the situation that you're dealing with and the people that you're tackling their issue. Okay. So those are the benefits that learning Makki and Madani benefits you. Also, by studying the Makki and the Madani, what does it also give you? It gives you the ability to know what verse is abrogated and what isn't abrogated. For example, if we can't reconcile between a Makki and a Madani, what do we do? We'll say that the Makki abrogated the Madani. Sorry, the, the, the Madani abrogated the Makki. The Madani, because it came later, it abrogated this ruling. This ruling is no longer implemented. Are you with me? Knowing the timing, that's the benefit. It helps you when you come to the chapter of um, Texts coming together, how to reconcile between them. It will benefit you, inshallah ta'ala. You'll also learn uslubu da'wah, how to give da'wah. Just by studying Makkah and Madani, you will learn how to give da'wah. How the Messenger gave da'wah in Makkah, and how he gave what? In Medina. Are you with me, brothers? I think inshallah ta'ala that is what we needed for today regarding this one inshallah ta'ala as'alullah an yubarika fikum wa an yuwaffiqakum lima yuhibbuhu wa yirda wa yaj'alakum min ahli al-Qur'an ahluhu wa khasatuh anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaytan and Allah and his messenger are free from it subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashadu an la ilaha illallah astaghfiruk wa atubu ilayk any questions? faddal Yes. Yes. Doesn't mean every surah that's Makki, that every ayah in it is Makki. Some scholars will say, this surah is Makkiya illa ayat kada wa kada. This surah is Makki except ayah so and so. It's Madani. Are you with me, brothers? It could happen. Now. When did it start to come out? Uh, as you can see, Abu Bakr, uh, sorry, Abdullah ibn Abbas was saying this. As in, these were the... 
the th- uh, because it wasn't stated. Remember, they didn't give all of their importance. The brother asked a very good question. He said, where did they find out Mecca from Madani? And I said, the Sahabas mentioned it. So the brother asked another question. He said, what about the third group? How did they come about then? The group that, that are disputing. If the Sahabas spoke about this issue, then that means we should all have uh, the naql sama'i. We don't need the tariqa, which is al-qiyas al-ijtihadi then. The Sahabas didn't speak about every verse. There are some places nobody spoke about. We don't have no naql sama'i for We have no oral textual evidence for it. Silent about No one spoke about it. No one said anything about it. That's why you find that some of the scholars, they differ on the abrogation due to the fact of Mecca and Madani. There's a line of poetry that I advise you all to memorize. If you want to know all of the surahs which are Mecca and all of the surahs which are, which are Madani, I will speak to uh, Brother Munawwar and inshallah ta'ala he will send you the uh, uh, lines of poetry to memorize inshallah ta'ala. It will benefit you. Just memorize it. It's about 20 lines or so. You learn the surahs which are Madani and the surahs which are Inshallah ta'ala. Today I apologize, I really went fast in Aqeedah, but I had to, it was my last class. I had no other option. I had no other option. I had to go fast in Aqeedah. But I know Inshallah is recorded. So you can go to the recording and go over it again and again. And if you do have any questions on any issue regarding the Aqeedah that I said that you didn't understand, Inshallah ta'ala, you can call in to have a session with me. Uh, and the kalima, call Munawar. You can have a session, ask me the questions that you have. If you want me to explain some issues for you. Um, why did I say that? Why did I say that? Some brothers, they were like, hmm. <laughs> you have that option, Inshallah ta'ala. Okay, there's three questions from the sisters. Can you please repeat... The three things that the Prophet ﷺ asked Allah out of which two were granted. The three that he asked them was um, that Allah does not punish the people with one punishment. Uh, what they call a natural disaster. We don't believe it's natural disaster. We believe it's Allah's punishment or Allah Taala's testing. Okay, it's not natural, it doesn't just happen. Hmm? It happens with whose will? So, like floods, earthquakes, it happens, but the Prophet made dua that it doesn't happen to the ummah all at once. So, you're not going to see the whole world earthquake today, it won't happen, but it might happen in one place and not another place. So, the, Allah said, I'll give that to you. The second dua that the Messenger made was, Oh Allah, don't bring an enemy. To my ummah, that takes everything that they own and takes their land and everything and massacres them and butchers them. To the ummah in totality, Allah don't that. So it may happen in one place and not another place. Allah said, I'll give that to you. The third one was to divide my ummah into groups and they make each other taste pain. Allah said, this one I won't give you. This one I won't give you. So this one happens. It takes place. It's happening everywhere in the world right now. Sah? May Allah unite us upon the haqq. Oh Allah unite us upon the haqq. The second question is, 
the two subdivisions under the ghulat of the Shia. The two uh, groups we mentioned under the Shia, uh, the ghulat wa the Nusayriya and Ismailiya, right? We said the Nusayriya and Ismailiya. What does Al-Wa'ad wal-Wa'id mean? Al-Wa'ad wal-Wa'id means Allah made promises in the Quran, right? Did Allah make promises? And what did Allah also promise? Punishments, right? Is Allah going to fulfill all of the promises that he makes and all, of, all the punishments? Ahl-Sunnah believe Allah Azza wa Jalla, he will fulfill the promises that he made. But as for the punishments, because he's very merciful, he may choose to not put a person through a punishment. Like in the Mu'tazila, they believe in Fadul Wa'di Wal Wa'id. I mean, in Fadul Wa'id. Did Allah not promise that he's going to punish you for drinking khamar? He's going to punish you. There's no way out of this one. Does that make sense? Are you there? Ahlul Sunnah said, no. Punishments? Allah. If Allah wants, he punishes the person. And if he wants, he let the, persons go, the person go. They said, no. So what they confused with one another is what? The one that Allah is going to do is the promises he makes. As for the punishments, it's under, this is where the mercy comes into place. If he wants, he lets the person go and he forgives them. And if he wants, he what? He punishes the person depending on how he wants it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then that's what wa'ad wal wa'id means. And the issue of wa'ad wal wa'id, it really falls under the issue of murtakib al kabira. All of these we will speak about in books of aqeed, inshallah ta'ala. Yeah, I answered it. Makki, I said Tawheed and Aqeedah. Tawheed and Aqeedah. It's Tawheed. Mainly Tawheed and Al-Ba'ath. Resurrection. Those are mainly what Makki has deal with. Also, and just a side benefit, inshallah ta'ala, I would advise you all, Sheikh Suleiman al-Ruhayli is here right now. He's here, he's got a dora. He started yesterday, he went through a nice benefit with us. I would advise you to all come to benefit, inshallah ta'ala. Today is after what? Al-Maghrib, right? After Asr. Try to come, inshallah ta'ala, to benefit from that dora, inshallah. It's about marriage and, 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 and wives and spouse and etc. It's benefit. A lot of us have these questions all the time. Asimat means characteristics, attributes. Uh, it's cool. He wrote a lot of books. Risala to ila ahli thagar. Any other questions? Fadl. Oh, so sorry, you had a question first. Mm, 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 mm. 
this issue of taking the Quran as a science book. Why? Because science is based upon dhaniyat, speculation and assumption. And so science is evolving, it's changing, and it, one day it's this and one day it's that. And so if you say that this ayah means this, and the iktishaf, after investigation they find out, oh, you know what, the world is flat, it's actually not round. Okay? And then they say to you, the world is, are you saying, no, there's an ayah for us that supports us. And they say, you know what, it's round again. And then you go, you've got another ayah for that one as well. Sahih. Because science is based upon induction, it's based upon tatabu'an istiqra. It's not solid and it's never, it's, it's changing and it's time because humans' observation is very weak. We haven't seen everything. And the Quran has to be still. Are you with me, brothers? So interp interpreting the Quran into science points, it has its problems. But well, in recently, in London, what happened, we found a, there was a, there was a, uh, a mushaf that was found in Birmingham. You remember, brothers? In the UK, it was a mushaf was found. And I told some brothers, let's not give it any publicity. Because we believe it regardless of whether it's found or, or not. Why? The reason why I say if we give and we use this as evidence and say, Alhamdulillah, a mushaf has been found and it really resembles the mushaf that we have now. Allahu Akbar, nahnu ala al-haq. We are upon the haq and we use that as an argument. What about, if they say we, what about if they say we found another portion of it? It doesn't go according to your Quran. What are you going to do now? Are you with me, brothers? For us, we don't even base our evidence aslan, upon this mushaf that was found. Whether it's found or not, we have asaneed, riwayat, turq, chains we looked at. This is what, it reached something called haddu tawatur, multitude narration. Are you with me, brothers? So a Muslim should be very dhiki, fatim, aqil. Your way of saying that this is my evidence is different to, they look at carbon, this is what the carbon dating is what they're using. Carbon dating for you is not a tariqa min turuq ithbatil. It's not a way to affirm a book. So aslan you're in a trouble. When later they say, oh, we found another portion of the Quran or another part of it, you can't get out of it. Because you used that as the evidence yesterday. So it's going to be a halalun ala balabilihi dawhu halalun al-tayri min kulli jinsi. When you want it, it's... You can use it when you don't. You're like, no, 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 this is wrong. It's not. They're wrong. You can't say that later. Okay? Last question. That's a, lo oh, that's a long discussion. And then muhadarat. It's a long discussion. Like in Mas'ala fihi tafsilas. I read a kitab written by uh, the kalam of Al-Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, his kitab, Tariq Al-Salah. There's a kitab called Hukmu Tariq Al-Salah, Ibn Al-Qayyim. He talks about it in that book. Rahimahullah uh, Ta'ala. Okay, stop there, inshallah Ta'ala. Subhanakallah, bihamdik, ashadu la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah.